eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, Cordell, I know people are going to talk about the defense and, and how every how they played. I'm sorry, I'm not going to do it. I'm not. This is the third week in a row that I thought the defense played well. Now, what we'll talk about is the fact that they gave up 14 points in the second half. But I want to make it clear. I, To be fair, Lamar gave them seven points. Like, literally, that interception – led them to, you know, gave them the super short field, and obviously they scored the, the go-ahead points. So right. I'm putting that on Lamar, flat out. But this is what, this is, here's the thing. 238 total yards, 155 passing yards, 83 rushing yards. That tells you Saquon Barkley did not go off today. So the Ravens offense goes off, and then the Giants offense, uh, uh, Ravens rushing offense, I'm sorry, Giants Saquon Barkley doesn't go off and somehow they find a way to win the football game. Yeah. Yeah, they did a good job. I think a lot of it was the first half of Giants kind of not going to Saquon as much as I thought. They the, the Giants really weren't on the field a lot in the first half. Uh, and when they were, it, it wasn't a lot of Saquon action. That was kind of surprising, but you knew in the second half that was going to change, and it did. And I give the Ravens credit. They did do a, a pretty good job on Saquon for the most part of the game. Saquon kind of lulls you to sleep. You know, yeah. he'll hit you with those two and three and four yard runs uh, for a large part of the game. And then, boom, here comes the 65 yarder uh, out of nowhere. There were no major big plays from him today um, or in that game on Sunday. So, you know, that's a positive. But in the second half, it's like the Giants offense saw something in that middle of the field in the past game. All of a sudden, guys were starting to win their matchups. Wandale Robinson, Daniel Bellinger, Marcus Johnson. All these guys just started winning in the middle of the field, and that kind of changed the game in the second half for them. Daniel Jones, and I give the Ravens credit for saying, look, Daniel Jones has to beat us with his arm, but he kind of did. And, you know, that's I guess that's what you decide to live with, and I'm okay with that. 
Uh, but look. The, so here's it, the part that I'm not okay with. I'm not okay with the fact that I have no idea who any of these guys are, and yet for right. whatever reason, uh, Mike McDonald had this sec had this secondary backed off seven, eight, nine yards. What is the, the respect? that we're giving them why is it the respect that we're giving them why are they not impressed i'm trying to understand why you're so so yes it was easy for these guys to they were converting third downs they were seven for 14 on third down conversions okay and a big part of it was in pass plays and a big reason why was because they were giving these guys eight nine ten yard cushions why mm -hmm. we don't know these dudes who are these dudes? And why do you feel like you need to give them the respect of giving them eight, nine, ten yard cushions? Makes no right. sense to me. I'm trying to, I could, now eventually he did move them up and had them pressing. And guess what, Cordell? When they were pressing, they did well. And then he went right back to giving them uh, cushion. I don't understand why when things work around here, people don't want to utilize them. Make right. it make sense to me because I don't understand. Yeah, you didn't. You thought that this would be a situation where they can go out there and be really aggressive with this offense, considering they don't have as many weapons on the outside, and they really couldn't be. I thought, but in, you know, they had their moments. I thought the pass rush was decent at times. I thought, I thought guys like Justin Matter, BK looked good uh, a little bit in the middle. I thought Calais Campbell was phenomenal uh, yes. in the game. Calais, Calais played incredibly well. Um, but, and, and, you know, I thought Geno Stone played pretty well in place of Marcus Williams, all things considering. Uh, yes. Outside of that, you don't want to see the Giants get off in the passing game the way they did in the second half, especially when you see guys like Daniel Bellinger really having having fun out there. That, that's not what you want to see. <laughs> um, it, it, like, not. Really? And, like, come on now. Yeah, that, that, that's, that's not what you want to see. And look, they – they did exactly what you want to do going into this game. They take Saquon Barkley bait. I'm not going to say completely out of the game, but they they made him, they contained him uh, yes, enough. Daniel Jones, his legs didn't beat you, but and, and even Darius Slay, who I would say is probably their best receiver, you know, you kept him bottled up. Only one catch in the game overall. So outside of, when you see all of those things happen, you would expect it to be a win, but it, did, it didn't turn out that way. And I, and this is kind of what I was saying when I chose the Giants to win. It's not anything glaring. It's, it's nothing, you know, that you can go to the numbers necessarily and say this is why the Ravens will lose this game. But right. it was just it's just something about the style that they played. I think the style is the biggest thing as to why they won. Just them being a second-half team and the Ravens really struggling in the second half is the main reason. But it's just also these games, people look at it and like, yeah, the Ravens are the more talented team, sure. But the, the more talented team doesn't always win on Sundays. And you got to allow for some of these crazy these crazy games uh, that you don't expect to be a loss to end up popping up on the schedule. And this this was just one of those. The Giants are now five and one. I don't think any I don't I don't think even after this win. Anybody respects the Giants any any more than they did before. But I tell you what, they are a scrappy team. And the one thing that they know how to do that the Ravens don't is close out games. They know yep. how to win football games. And you want to know why? why don't. You want to know why? Because the What's Giants that? know who they are. They know who they are um, offensively. Um, and it doesn't matter. Look, the Ravens defense played well. 
uh, and well enough to win a football game. Okay. And, but the reason why I believe that they, they're, they're what they are is because they don't get away from who they are. They know who they are and they stick with who they are. They were down double digits because that's what the Ravens do be up double digits. Right. And guess what? Instead of them saying, oh, my God, we're, it, this is urgent. We need to start passing. They continue to be consistent with the run game. They continue to stick with their game plan because at the end of the day, Saquon Barkley is their best player. Okay, so didn't he didn't go off today. He didn't have like a phenomenal day or anything, but it doesn't. But then eventually he started getting, you know, five and six and seven mm -hmm. and eight yards. You know what I'm saying? And, it, and because they were consistent with who they were and they know who they are and they stick with their game plan, that's why they can win football games. The now, the Ravens' defense, again, there were times where I felt like I, I had no clue what, why they were doing this. Then they would do what I was like, okay, this is good coverage, and I like this. And then they would go back and do the same thing. And I'm like, what are you doing? I'm like, I just, I could not understand for the life of me. If press works, why are you now getting out of press? Yeah, I, I just could not understand that. So my thing is, is that the Giants do what works for them. And in, a, in that particular situation, you don't have to be the most talented team. If you do the things that you're good at, nine times out of ten, you're going to stay in games and then probably win some of those games. So guess what? The Giants now are 5-1 and one because they know who they are. They don't have to pretend to be something that they're not. And they find ways to win football games based on the, based on the players that they have. That means you're well coached. It's just weird that we're in this time right now to where we're talking about the Ravens uh, basically having no identity, yes. you know, and, and being a team that can't close out games and a team that isn't playing hard all four quarters. It's, it's just weird that we're talking about this and I don't want to add any gas to the flame or anything like that. But you, when you hear people asking for certain changes to be made around the organization, and the, the fact that we're sitting here talking about some of this stuff, it makes you think, like, I'm not ready to say the change needs to happen. But we're in. I understand why people are in that world, you know, of, of thinking that a little bit, simply because where are we headed right now? I mean, the... You even all the way down to the front office situation of like, where's Lamar? What's Lamar's future with this team? And then you look at them now and it's like, who are we? What is it that we do well? Like, I, I just feel like they have, and I'm when I say we, I'm referring to them, not necessarily me, but I, right. I just feel like they have so many questions. Uh, and all of those questions deal with them. All of those are questions they have to look in the mirror and ask themselves as an organization right now. And it's just been such a long time since we've talked about the Ravens and and being in this type of situation organizationally. It's it's just uncharted territory, I think, right now for them. And they're they're trying to really catch themselves before they, they find themselves a little too low uh below ground to come back from. Yeah, and, and Marlon Humphrey tweeted insanity, doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. Albert Einstein, right? And so they look, they know, they clearly know that here we go again. Even though again, I I, I don't put this on the Ravens defense, it doesn't change the fact that they've had double digit leads and then somehow, some way the other team wins. That like we can't change that that's happening, right? And and something needs to be done with that. I I, I don't know what that means. I, and I don't think any changes happen 
this season, like in terms of in season, unless it's like right. really bad, right? Like right. the last time we saw that now, I will say the last time we saw something like that happen, the Ravens did go to the Super Bowl. But mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't think that they look, they don't have no Anquan Bolden on this team. They don't they don't have a Tory Smith on this team. I mean, you know, and, and maybe Rashad Bateman is is the Tory, but he ain't the Anquan. So, <laughs> you know, they had talent when they made that change that could push them to the next level. And it did, right? right? But I just don't know what doing that with this team that's lacking certain things being able to do. I think that the defense continues to improve, but I, but I also think that it, it's safe to say that there's sometimes they do continue to do um, head scratching decisions. And I think Mike McDonald is still trying to figure all of this out. And I think that he's done a good job in doing that. Because, again, I don't blame that touchdown after the interception on the defense, per se. Well, you put them in a situation that it was, at that point, hard to get out of because then Saquon was really starting to get into a rhythm at that point. But, you know, something has to change. And I don't know what that means. I don't know who that is. I think Mike McDonald, obviously, is the, is not necessarily the person that's doing that because as far as if you look at what he, what's happening, he's trended up. He's, he held Saquon Barkley to under 100 yards. Daniel Jones really only had 173 yards passing. And it ain't like he had a, like a field day, you know, on the Ravens defense. But something is happening where you cannot sustain leads. And it's something to be said to that. And it's concerning for sure. And I think it's something to be said that teams are able to, I'm not going to say easily adjust to you. Yeah. It just seems like every adjustment teams are making that is working for them in the second half. I think that's a problem, you know, and even a bit, even just as much a problem, the fact that you're not making any adjustments or whatever adjustments you think you're making aren't working, yeah. you know, and, and that's, that's an even bigger problem to me. And, and, and when it happens this many times over the course of a season and we're only in what week six right now, yep. Week six. I think you have to look at the coaching as to why some of these repetitive problems are still there. Completely agree. 